Hi folks, it's your host W. Curtis Preston and I wanted to give you some great news. Druva liked my latest O'Reilly book enough to sponsor it and you can get a free copy by just going to druva.com slash podcast. Hope you like it. This week on No Hardware Required, we'll be talking about how ransomware is not your only problem. With me as always is our CTO, Stephen Manley. Thanks for joining. Hi, and welcome to Druva's No Hardware Required Podcast. I'm your host, W. Curtis Preston, a.k.a. Mr. Backup, and I have with me my uh, resiliency expert, Stephen Manley. How's it going, Stephen? Well, it's, uh, it's 108,000 degrees here, and uh, I'm really sure I melted all the skin off the bottom of my feet, but I am resilient. I work. We're recording this in the middle of the California heat wave of 2022, and uh, the thing that I think a lot of part of the rest of the country just doesn't understand that we don't, most of us don't have air conditioning because we live in like the best climate on the planet. And uh, at least down here, you know, but I, I think 90% of the homes in San Diego don't have air conditioning. And so when it gets in the nineties outside and, and, and triple digits as it has this week, we're just like stupid. We just don't, we just don't know what to do. Well, plus, I imagine um, similar to up here, you're not getting those cross breeze, right? Because you usually get those ocean no. breezes. Yeah, once that what air is you're just, yeah, life is. Yeah, you're just stuck there. So we have nothing to do but to sit around and talk about backups and recovery and <laughs> resilience and et cetera. Uh, I thought this week we'd talk about this, this uh, survey that IDC did. Looks like they had over 500 respondents. It's like they, they tried to get a good mix between North America, Europe, uh, APAC, uh, good mix between, you know, smaller companies, 250 to 1500, uh, 1500, 5000, and then 5000. Looks like it was a good, uh, you know, spread between those different groups of people and over 20 different industries. It's really, you know, if you look at this, this, um, these, the summary statements, right? The, if you look at like page two of this white paper that they wrote, the, the, the three summary statements about the 85%, 92%, 93%, you see that part? Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. It, 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 it's, it's kind of shocking um, in terms of... It's sad? What, sure, we'll go sad, shocking. shocking. <laughs> it's sad because uh, let's just sort of look at them, you know, one at a time here. So 85% of organizations claim to have a cyber recovery playbook for intrusion detection, prevention, and response, yet 46% have been successfully attacked by ransomware in the past three years. 46% successfully attacked by ransomware. Uh, and uh, and that, as always, was... remember, this is the set of people who are, A, admitting it, and B, <laughs> noticed it. So... That's a really good point. That's the that's the minimum. I'm gonna. I'd normally put a little bit it, more on that. Yeah, yeah. There are probably a few more, but 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 even that, even the 46 percent admitted yeah. to it, <clears throat> right? That they were successfully attacked by ransomware. I, I think I'm gonna go back to your word, sad. Right? The fact that 85 percent of them felt that they had a system to 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 theoretically prevent and respond to that. And it just didn't work uh, for roughly half of them. Uh, yeah. what's, your, what's your thought on that? 
Well, I'll I'll double down because I know it comes a little later in the piece, just in case anyone's listening is saying, well, maybe that's just the small companies because they don't have the resources or time, or maybe it's the big companies because they they got hit on all sides. The numbers are pretty consistent across size of company, industry, geography. So so nobody nobody is excluded from this. And I was going to say for for me, you know, the, and I just got off a customer conversation with with one of our our larger customers, um, and I and I and, and the person I was talking to just got the job basically of cyber resiliency czar because it turns out that they didn't have a cyber recovery playbook. They had five of them. So that uh-huh. may also be affecting the response is that there isn't actually a single plan that everybody knows about. Again, I'm, I'm just going to go back to that word sad. I, I think that's probably the right word. Um, and it was, you know, across the board, like you said, in terms of the size of companies, which should be both uh, should be something that you should note if you're perhaps one of these smaller companies. Well, we're a smaller company, so ransomware is probably not going to be a big deal. They're not going to go after us. Nonsense uh, for, for a number of reasons. I think that smaller companies are an even more uh, of a target for ransomware because I think maybe justifiably so they're thinking maybe they don't have dedicated team to respond to these kinds of things. And so maybe they'll be more likely to pay the ransom. So I, I think that that's a, so the, the big takeaway for me from that is this idea that although 85%, I'm a little worried about the 15%, right. That said that didn't have any kind of replay, recovery playbook, <laughs> but the, but the 46%, basically half, that is huge, right? It is just, I, I know we talk a lot about ransomware, but that's just huge uh, from from 500 companies for for half of them to say that they were they were attacked. Um, let's take a look at this next stat. So they've got 92% said their data resiliency tools were efficient or highly efficient, yet 67% of those hit by ransomware were forced to pay the ransom. And nearly fifty percent experience data loss. Those two things are. I mean, th- this is the whole reason why we do what we do, right. is to prevent people from having to pay the the ransomware, right? Yep. Um, I don't know. I, we're we're I just going to keep the, saying sad. Do you have a Do you have another adjective? Well, I mean, the the, the, the other thing that that. that that, that strikes me again is, is the cognitive dissonance, um, right? It's the, no, no, we're incredibly efficient. And, and, and you just want to ask that question, efficient at what? Because it's not working. So right. is, is this one of those cases where, you know, I, I, I'm really, really tuned, but it doesn't actually solve my problems. And, 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 and that's sad, but I also think that's, that's, that's quite possible, right? That, that people are still fighting the old fight, right? This is this is a common thing in war, right? You're fighting last, you're fighting the previous war. I think a lot of people have really tuned their environments for the problems that used to happen, and and then they wake up and they say, "No, no, I've got a really well-run environment. I just wasn't ready for this new thing." Well, I'd hate to tell you this: if you're not ready for the new thing, <laughs> your environment's not very efficient. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, it, it could be, the, the, you know, I've been in backup a while. 
one of the things that have always been around is that the, the, it's very common that they had a backup system that was good at doing sort of basic operational restores. But when, you know, the feces hit the rotary oscillator, they didn't have a system, right? Um, so many companies don't have a solid DR plan. And, and again, you know, ransomware recovery, not the same as the DR recovery, but I would still say that the DR recovery is at the heart of a good ransomware recovery. So if you can't recover quickly, quickly being the operative word there, if you can't recover quickly from, uh, you know, having all of your data uh, deleted, that or, or encrypted, then you're not going to be able to successfully recover from a ransomware attack. There are some additional things you need to do, but it is interesting. So if I put those, if I put those, uh, and so I think that's maybe you're like, oh, it's great backup system. We do restores all the time. And then we got hit by ransomware and we had to restore the whole data center. Ah, we weren't quite ready for that. Right. right. Now you should have been. <laughs> right. right. You should have had yeah. a good DR system. But how many times do we, you know, talk to people. We're like, oh, uh, you know, that's going to be somebody else's problem. I, yeah. I, I remember meeting with a, with a large uh, aerospace company and they, the decision maker said, if something that bad happens, um, I'll probably be dead. And so I won't care. <laughs> um, <laughs> so he just basically said next, right? Yeah. I, what, when I look at this, fifteen percent without a plan. Going back to the previous one, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't exactly. need a plan. I'm going to be dead. It's okay. Interesting though. Sixty-seven percent said they paid the ransom. Fifty percent experienced data loss. There's something wrong here, right? So, what? So I, I wonder what the. I, I, there's no Venn diagram. I don't think. I don't know. Maybe they did that l later in the in the report, but. I'm curious to know of those that paid the ransom, did they get their data back? Because there is no guarantee you're dealing with criminals, right? Right. So, so, so anecdotally, I've heard a couple of things. One is, you know, in general, it is actually less about, you know, if you pay the Bitcoin, you will get the key. You'll tend to be able to get the data back. So it is actually the, the ones I've heard where they've still lost data. And this goes back to the plan. So imagine you get a small, maybe there's a small fire in your house and, you know, someone comes in with the, with the big hose, hoses down your entire, entire house, basically destroys the house trying to put out this tiny fire. There's a lot of cases where we, we, we've talked to organizations where they've said, you know, we overreacted so much when the ransomware hit. We actually destroyed a whole bunch of stuff unintentionally. Mm. We were actually more destructive than the cyber attackers because they had a bunch of junior people. They didn't really, you know, they had a plan, but they hadn't tested the plan. And they, in, in all best effort, they, they broke a bunch of stuff, corrupted a bunch of databases. They lost data. And they chalked it up, of course, to, well, I lost it to the ransomware attack. But it was yeah, really you, friendly fire that took him out. It's back. It's back to the. It's back to the original thing of the. You, your your system is really not as resilient as you think it is. If it's not fully tested, if it's not regularly tested, and if it's not capable, and you, and you don't have an automatable system to show that you you can restore in a short period of time. That's the big caveat, right? Yeah. While the while the while the while the uh, you know 
all of the news networks are blasting your company's name across <laughs> across the world. Um, you know, I think I think about the uh, the Colonial Pipeline attack, where they both paid the ransom and restored because they, but the restore wasn't fast enough, right? So they yeah. they they felt they needed to do both. Um, you know, do you remember how much that I never even heard of them before right. that happened, and now they're a household name. So yeah, yeah so you, you you need to make sure that it's time tested you know, battle tested so that when you do a restore, it's muscle memory, not where did we keep the five manuals that store the, the ransomware recovery plan? Um, I'd also throw in, if your plan includes, you know, that guy we just hired two weeks ago, he plays a pivotal role in this working. That's a bad plan. This should be as automated as humanly possible because... Humans under stress make mistakes. And so mm. the more you can make this foolproof, human proof, the better off you're going to be. Because that guy you hired two weeks ago, he's going to be freaking out. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. Um, I remember the first time I had to do a, a large restore. And by the way, it didn't work. That's why I, <laughs> that's why I, do, that's why I do what I do is I had that large restore and uh, it didn't work. Paris. That was the name of the server. I still remember it. Uh, the pain. The pain is still strong, Stephen. Well, um, I, was Paris, so, <laughs> I like what you did there. So yeah. this this last one here, 93% claim to have fully automated. This is the one that I had the hardest difficulty swallowing. 93% claim to have fully automated or partially automated recovery tools to find the correct recovery point. Yet the inability to determine the correct recovery point was cited as the number one reason for data loss. And then moreover, corrupted backups were the number two reason for data loss. Mind you, remember the ransomware folks are going back, they're going after the backups as well, right? So if the backups are corrupted, then you can't, you can't use them to recover. So... If ha so, half have been attacked. Anybody can be attacked. We're, we're gonna we're gonna let you slide on the attack. Half of them lost data. Sixty-seven percent paid the ransom. And yet, ninety-three percent are claiming to have fully automated systems to deal with this. I, I don't. I I, I just don't know what to to say about that. Uh, you know, I, I, I liken it to when I was younger, I remember we, we, we were looking at buying a tool. I forget what it was. It was, it was a security tool and we're getting a demo and this looked like the coolest, easiest tool that you would ever want to use, right? Just, you know, the, the, the person running it, the SA just boom, boom, boom. Here's how you recover. Here's how you detect. You set up your, you set up your plans. This is just completely automated end to end. This is like you know, the beginning of the SOAR revolution kind of thing. And, and I walked away and I was like, we've got to have this tool because this tool solves all my problems. So we bring the tool in house. Luckily, you know, CISO was smart enough to say, let's do a POC as opposed to just buying it because I was ready to just buy it. Um, we couldn't figure out how to use it. Because it turns out things look a lot better when you want someone else running it than when you have to run it yourself. And, yeah. and I've met a number of customers like, no, no, it's fully automated. Like I've seen, 
I've seen the demos. I've seen the webinar. All right, show me. I'm not sure where to click. And that's the point. And that's why he said, you yeah. know, depending on that person you hired two weeks ago to know exactly where to click, they're probably not going to get it right. Yeah. And you, you know, the, you, you can never automate everything, but you automate as much as you possibly can. And the thing is, you know, test, 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 test. Um, and you, you have to do, I remember when, when I worked at the bank a uh, hundred years ago, we did a, 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 DR te- a DR test, as I make quotes in the air, um, twice a year. Right. And a DR test meant we picked a handful of systems and we restored those systems because this was pre-VMs, this was pre-cloud. A, a full recovery would have cost millions of dollars. Right. So we picked a handful of systems and we did that. Um, but th- that was that was then, this is now. Now you can do a full yeah. recovery. You really can't. You can do a full recovery of your entire environment and and you can test it and you can automate it as much as possible and you can run that and you can you can look for the challenges where you make things better. Here's where we needed to know these pieces of information and those pieces of information might not be available in a true disaster or in a, a ransomware attack. Um, I, I would just, I mean... Going back to that muscle memory, right? When you're doing things that are critical, I I think of like um, the training that soldiers go through because they don't have time to think when they're in the battlefield. They train to the point, they train under stress, they train under what sounds like live fire, right? They train so that when they go on the battlefield, this isn't the first time they've heard heard a weapon fired in anger, right? Um, you've got to simulate that if you're doing, well, first off, you got to be doing testing and clearly a lot of people aren't doing testing. Second, you've got to, as much as you can simulate real conditions. This isn't a pizza party, (laughs) right? This, this is a hail Mary party. Um, I, I don't know any, you know, your thoughts on that. I, yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd probably double down too on first. Like, if you're out there and you're in an organization and you're thinking to yourself, "Man, I'm really worried." First, you're not alone, and second, you probably should be based on these numbers. If you're patting yourself on the back and saying, "I'm not worried at all," you're probably wrong. Uh, so, so then the, the second thing I'd say is, you know, this really you know, to double down on what Curtis said. This really is one of those where you're not just going to buy a tool and get yourself out of it. This isn't a, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get product X, product X solves everything. Because realistically, ransomware protection and ransomware recovery, as much as even we at Druva, you know, software as a service and, and we, we do the protection for you and we do all those. Even, you know, we're still part of a larger ecosystem that you're going to use to be able to you know, detect and recover and respond to a ransomware attack. And so you're going to need to test, 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 but you're also going to need to work cross-functionally because most organizations right now are not set up to handle a cyber threat because your security team doesn't necessarily talk to your production team, who doesn't necessarily talk to your data, you know, data protection backup team. 
you've got to start finding ways to reach across or you're going to end up one of these statistics. This stuff is hard. You don't write a check and walk away. You write a check, mm. that's the beginning, but then you've got a whole lot of work. And you want to find someone that's right. going to partner with you that's going to be honest about that. If someone comes selling you snake oil, it's snake oil. Yeah, I, I think that's a, that's a really good point, Stephen. Uh, so I, I want to refer people to this white paper. Uh, I'm, I'm sure we'll make it available in the show notes and uh, it's available for download from the Druva website. There are a lot of other interesting stats in here. I think one of them that I just found, so 75% of those that were infected were reinfected. Yeah. 21% several reinfections. Yeah. Uh, uh, like after going yeah. through all of that, you know, um, by the way, a good way to make sure you get reinfected, pay the ransom. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, you, you basically put a target on your back. Right. Uh, so, you know, I, th- this is, as you said, this is a, difficult subject to talk about. Um, take a look at the survey. It's a solid survey with 500 people across different countries and different company sizes. And I, I think you'll, I think you'll find it, uh, illuminating. So, uh, thanks for chatting about it, Stephen. Uh, absolutely. Everybody read the paper. And again, if you're working with your boss, use the paper to show your boss. It's not just you that's freaked out. Everybody is. All right. And thanks to the listeners. And remember to subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. And remember here at Druva, there's no hardware required.